just for the record, I never called you or thought of you as a complete idiot. Just saying. That's fine. Those were never my words. <laughs> That's fine. I just didn't want to be building a case. <laughs> I also I don't. I also don't want that to be like evidence. Hold, <laughs> I do, I also don't keep score or hold a grudge. So it's not like two years down the road, I'd be like, "Do you remember in 2022 where?" Remember how dumb you are? Yeah. <laughs> And welcome to Middle-ish, podcast about moderation in all things. I am Erin Green. And I am Michael Gray. <laughs> we and are giggling. <laughs> happy, I was going to say Happy New Year. <laughs> happy New Year. It's a, happy it is a Happy New, New year. year. We're starting the New Year with some laughs, aren't we? With some giggles, because we're silly geese. Yeah. No. <laughs> a couple of silly geese. A couple of knuckleheads. <laughs> the best part about doing our podcast over Zoom is there is a lot of body language and facial expression exchanges, nonverbal communication on mm -hmm. this this podcast. Yep. That yep. A lot of NVC. Yeah. A lot of NVC. Yeah. Nonverbal communication. Well, are we turning into a government agency? We have to have an acronym for everything? Uh, I think we do. I'd okay. Whatever. Oh, my gosh. The you fun thing about Zoom, Scott. the fun thing about Zoom is that like if I'm talking, I'm on the screen, right? So if Aaron's talking, she's on the screen. So when she's talking, no one can see me, and I can do things. <laughs> this is true, and yeah. you do things. <laughs> it's happened a couple times. Um, particularly I, like when you're introing. <laughs> I have noticed that my facial expressions, like the more I watch myself on Zoom. And especially, I mean, you're not in the same room with the person, right? And so there's things that you get from being in the room with whoever you're talking to that mm -hmm. you just, you have to kind of accentuate those, you know, facial expressions and that nonverbal communication when you're on Zoom. And I right. gesticulate a lot with my hands as I am doing now, if you're watching on YouTube. You gesticulate so everywhere. I gesticulate a lot. <laughs> They're always gesticulating. I've noticed that. <laughs> oh, boy. Big um, gesticulator. <laughs> <laughs> I want to I want to make like a PG-13 joke, but I can't I can't bring myself to do I'm going to make you a shirt that says like, quiet, please. I'm gesticulating. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. If we ever get on the if we ever decide to do middle-ish merch, which we've talked <clears throat> about since the very beginning, if we ever decide to go yeah. down that road. That that would be that would be a good. We one. should. I mean, we'll be entering year three soon, so maybe that's about time we get our shit together. Maybe you know? we should. Yeah. 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 Get your but act together. We. I should. We yeah. had. We had our act together pretty good in 2022, and before we dive into today's topic, yes, I just want to share. Queen of, of the our... segue. Very well done. I know. Thank you. I'm always impressed. Um, it's not as My segues you... are, uh, so, uh, <laughs> it's not as smooth if you point it out to the audience. Well, like... I just wanted you to get the respect you deserve. That's all. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. He's, he's You're all welcome. about respect folks. All about respect. Yes. Okay. 
I'm going to share. If you're watching on YouTube, you're going to see. Um, if you're not, well, we'll share some of this on social media. So go mm-hmm. follow us on Instagram, um, middleish underscore podcast. And I just wanted to share here that we created 957 minutes of new content. And this is more than 92% of other creators in the health and fitness category. Yeah. What? That really shocked me. I mean, I knew we created a lot of content, right? Not that, but just like, I don't know. That's like 92% is pretty high. That's pretty cool. That means we're, I, I mean, I guess each episode is about an hour-ish long, you know? Yeah. Um, and we do the surprising. mini pods, but <clears throat> it's cool to know that we're putting out a lot of content, you know, compared to, to, compared to other people. That's That was exciting to see. Yeah. It, I think the part about that that stands out is we show up and we just do this. Now we're only doing it monthly except for like the mini pods and the social Mm -hmm. media stuff. But the long full length podcast we're just doing once a month and we still put out a lot of content. And it kind of surprises me that we still find new topics and things to talk about. You know what I mean? Like reinforcing the whole middle-ish message, but through all of these different conversations and, and there's still, I still have some new ideas that are coming out from clients and listeners. Thank you for right. sharing some of those ideas and, yeah. and inspiring us. Um, but yeah, well, and we just, almost- I mean, we just met what two weeks ago and planned out kind of our topics for January, February, March. And mm-hmm. I mean, we were both just in that meeting, just excited about what we were doing. Like, Oh, these are fresh takes on this or new things we haven't covered. And I just want to say that, like, I just, I want you listeners to know that the reason that it's easy for us to come up with the new ideas and be excited about new ideas is because we really do believe in this. You know, we believe in this whole approach. We believe in what we're doing. Um, I mean, we practice it in with our clients all the time. And I think that helps when we're like actually practicing the things that we're talking about with our clients, like, well, then stuff comes up because we're talking about this stuff all the time. You know, this really is something that we very much wholeheartedly believe in as an approach to being someone healthy long-term, you know, yeah. so it makes it easy, makes it fun. And it's, I think it's why we can just kind of like, Hey, here's our topic. Here's some points. Let's go. Is because we just kind of spend a great portion of our time right in the middle <laughs> of middle-ish approaches, you know? Yes. I, I love it. And um, just to highlight this week, because it is the beginning of a new year, we're going to have an appropriate topic coming up here in just a couple minutes. But I just want to point out that according to Anchor, this is the platform that we launch our podcast on, something magical happened between January 2nd and 8th last, so in 2022 last year, 121% more listeners compared to your average week. So I see this as being a significant statistic that a lot of people seem to start the new year mm-hmm. with the middle-ish message in mind and maybe sharing that middle-ish message. If you remember last year, right. it was, um, what was our topic? Was it four things, oh, four, I'd have four to ideas to start this um, new year? Stall. Anyway, stall. I'll look it up, but you stall I know I'll, I'll keep, I'll keep Don't rattling on. Okay. So we hope that those of you who are listening this January have the same kind of enthusiasm and, you know, 
share this episode if it's helpful for you. Um, mm-hmm. Apply some of the things we talk about. And, you know, we always say we want to grow the podcast, but we also feel really strongly that our loyal listeners, mm-hmm. and there's some statistics in here that indicate that y'all mm-hmm. are very loyal. So this is really yeah. exciting for us because we feel like we feel very strongly like, yes, we want that message to spread, but we also feel like our message hits a specific tone with specific mm-hmm. people. And yeah. it's really important for us to maintain that integrity of the the audience and creator relationship. Yeah, absolutely. So that episode was five things guaranteed to make your new year great. Um, <sighs> but just to yeah, to piggyback on on what you're saying is that I mean, I I think our message, it's not for everybody, you know? I mean, I think it could be but it's certainly not because a lot of people are not at a place where they are ready to take on this kind of approach, right? A lot of people, especially at the new year are like, okay, how fast can I lose this weight? You know, how fat, how much can I starve myself? How low can I get my calories? And that's the mindset. And, you know, we're not anti losing weight, but we are anti anti health right? Like we're, we're against things that, that, that harm our relationship with our bodies or our food ourselves. And, you know, that, that create unhealth, whether it's physically, mentally, emotionally, like we are against those things. And that's a, whew, that's a big concept for people to, to get their heads around and to really begin to, to get to a place where I'm just going to say bold enough to really begin to adopt some of these things into their lives. And so we don't expect some big, huge audience, you know, um, because it's, I think it's, it's a challenging message. Um, but I say that to say this, that for those of you who are so loyal and have stuck around, like I say kudos to you for, for really swimming upstream in the health and fitness industry. You know, um, there's a lot of messaging out there. That's very counter to what we're saying. Um, it's very popular. It's, you know, you're inundated with it and have been most of your lives. And so to say, Hey, I'm going to do something different. I'm going to seek out sources that, that, um, kind of reject what I've had beat into my head from probably a very early age, if we're honest. Right. And I'm going to, to strive to create truly healthy habits and truly healthy beliefs in my life. Like just kudos to you, you know, for, for just really diving into that. Cause that's, it's not an easy thing to do and it's not an easy thing to keep up with. So yeah. Yay for you. Yeah. I yeah. I echo that 100% and I'm reminded of a recent conversation I had with a client that is still really struggling in the space. We've been working together for a couple of years and this person is just like I can't seem to shed this desire to change my body and mm-hmm. like attempt to conform to this belief system that has been sort of thrust upon me or just, you know, infiltrated into their life, like their entire Mm -hmm. life. And it's, I mean, it's really, really difficult to, like you said, swim upstream against this perpetual messaging around what our body should look like and what's beautiful and what's healthy Mm -hmm. and, you know, a new way to do all these things and to look your best. And I mean, it's just, it's really hard to, I can't, tell somebody to just change their mind. You can't tell somebody to just change their mind. It takes work. And it's, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot like if anybody's been through therapy and Michael and I always say, we're not therapists, but a lot of the work we do is this behavior change mindset. Um, 
you know, self-talk approach mm-hmm. and you kind of have to really stick with it to change your mind. And there's a distinct possibility that those thoughts and those questions and that sort of self-criticism and whatever that you've lived with your entire life is going to be there in some capacity forever. There's a possibility that that'll just stick around. It's not going to just go away. No, it doesn't. And certainly not quickly. And I think that's, (laughs) but we're just getting into it, aren't we? (laughs) I know. (laughs) This is still our intro and not even our topic, but that's okay. (laughs) This is good. (laughs) It probably pertains to our topic though. It does. It does. And I, and I think we'll absolutely come back to that. I was just, I was just looking at kind of our bullet points is like, did we address this specifically? Cause if not, yeah, we're going to, well, here we are. Um, Yeah. So I think that it's, it is important to remember as you go through this process, like not only, you know, people say like, don't expect perfection. It's like, no, expect imperfection, expect to like a lot of tension between the new things you want to adopt and are trying to build and the old beliefs you've had or are still holding on to. Like there's going to be a lot of that. And there's going to be times where you're like, fuck it. Like, I don't care about this new stuff. Okay. That's fine. That's part of the process, right? Like, like this is, these ideas and beliefs are like diet culture beliefs are so like ingrained and woven into much more than we realize. Like, I mean, I'm still, you know, I've been like diving hard into this for several years now and I'm still going like, Oh, like that's a thing that I believe because of this, that I've held on to about my body or food. And like, gosh, I don't even like realize how pervasive it is. And to begin to like, to, to tease out all of that, it's, a lot of work and it's messy and it's not smooth and it's not quick and it's a lot of back and forth and that's okay. That's part of the process. If you're going back and forth, I think you're doing the work, right? Like that's not failing and starting over. That's just doing the work. And so don't be discouraged when you're like, yeah, I don't really care about any of this or I keep going back to old habits. Like, Yeah. That means you're doing the work and that's a good thing. Just keep at it. Yeah. And I mean, to, to be honest, I I believe in autonomy and agency over those decisions, like where you want to take your health, your body, your fitness and nutrition goals, whatever. Mm-hmm. So when I have conversations with people and I might be seeing things differently and maybe hoping they you know, find a different path that serves them better. I still have to remember it's ultimately their decision. Mm -hmm. And my job is not to judge that decision. My job is to work in a supportive way of asking the questions that help them discover what is best for me, what serves me the best way, Mm -hmm. and then provide information to support those kinds of explorations. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so it's, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's kind of an ambiguous way of saying it, but I think if you listen to us for a while, you know, you, you'll, you'll hear all of the, you know, kinds of messages and things that Michael and I say. And one more thing I'd like to, I'd like to say is something my therapist told me just yesterday, actually. So this is from an expert in the mental health field. There's a difference between knowing something like logical, rational brain work saying, I know that, for example, diet culture sucks. And Mm -hmm. I know that this message is completely from a diet centric society and I can reject it on a conscious level. Mm -hmm. There's a big difference between that and knowing it on a cellular level and letting it mm-hmm. like integrate into your yeah. being and your belief system. 
right. your value system. And I, that kind of struck me because I am a very like, you know, logical kind of rational brain sort of person. Mm -hmm. And I, it kind of hit me that like, just because I know it up here doesn't right. mean I know it in my bones and in my whole being. It's a, yep. and, and that's like a tough concept. You can't, you can't force somebody to know something with their entire being. That's where the work right. comes in. It's hard. Right. It takes a while. So, yeah, I like to say it's a long road from the head to the heart, right? Like it's, mm, it's one that. thing to acknowledge and know, but it's, it takes a lot of work to adopt and own. And just because there's conflict between the two that guess what? That's where it starts. Good job. Like you're, you're human. Right path. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like it, that there's going to be, and if you're, if you have to avoid that conflict, you're never going to adopt those things. Mm-hmm. I think this is a great place to just share with everybody. This is, it, this relates to our topic today, which mm -hmm. is the new year's revolution, revolution with a V not resolution with an S. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this idea was just, you know, I mean, I think I go back and forth every year on my thoughts about new year's resolutions. Like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. sometimes I'm like, Oh God, what a waste of time. Like they never pan out, but it's also like, yeah, but you know what? Like, there's nothing magical about the new year, but it does feel like a fresh start, right? It does feel like, okay, this is a new chapter for life for me to, you know, do whatever. To... Yeah. It's kind of like marks the, it gives people yeah. just this like mark on their calendar or this mental sort of, right. I feel it too yeah. myself. Yeah. Yeah. And so our thought was just like, how do we, how do we, you know, kind of approach that need to want to set new goals and make resolutions and that kind of stuff, but in a way that is different from how we normally do it that is not so short-sighted or not so like um not such an, an impulse kind of thing you know or just not even the things that we've done year after year after year to be honest um and so we kind of had this idea of like well how about instead of new year's resolutions we do a new year's revolution and we talk about ways that we can approach our health and fitness goals and i don't think there's any surprises in this episode you know because it's the stuff we've been talking about for a couple years now, but, um, just to kind of give you some, some ways to, instead of this, how let's, let's flip that on its head and let's approach this in a different way that really allows you to one, not just be sustainable, but to do the things and, and from the start build into this process of things that make it sustainable, like grace and pivoting and adaptability and that kind of stuff. So that's, mm -hmm. that's what we want to talk about, even though we've been and talking I about it a little bit already. <laughs> I just want to say here, so if you look up the definition of revolution, it's a sudden radical or complete change. So radical sounds very anti-middle-ish. However, I see this as being almost this like revolt against the typical New Year's mm -hmm. resolution pull. And I think that's the core of what we wanted to get to today is the reaction that people have to the new year is like, oh, I've got to overhaul my life. I'm going to start this new diet. I'm going to do whatever it is. Right. You know, I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to resolve to do these things. And we're asking you to challenge that, that traditional way of looking at the new year and do something completely radical which would right. be maybe practicing a little more grace. First of all, go back and listen to our January episode last year, because I think that was one of the best episodes we've done. Yeah, it was Five good. things that will make your new year great. Mm -hmm. um, try and try those things and commit to it. 
I mean, yeah. like really commit to whatever the work is that we're, you know, that you decide you need to do. Right. Commit to yeah. that, but commit to showing yourself grace along the way and being flexible. Mm-hmm. I want to share a story of a client. I just had a conversation with a client. It's a very young client. This person's still in college. And we have been doing a lot of work around food freedom, dismantling some like food beliefs and things that we tell ourselves. And this person is doing a fantastic job. Um, just very, I mean, for a teenager, like really good Mm. at, you know, working through this stuff and great insight. And we had a call this week and this person was like, I'm curious about doing 75 hard. And I, I want your honest thoughts on this, you know, not like, I mean, we just want to talk about it. What is it? Mm -hmm. What does it mean? What would it look like? So we did, we just kind of explored together. We went through the five things that it tells you to do. For those of you not familiar with 75 hard, it's 75 day commitment of number one is like, choose a diet and stick to it. Um, number two is two workouts a day, each are 45 minutes and one has to be outside. Mm -hmm. Um, number three is, what is number three? Drink a gallon of water a day or something like that. Uh, yeah. One is like read. Read a certain 10 pages in a book or something. And then, I had the list uh, in front of me. Yeah. I don't remember. I can look it up while you're talking. Okay. So we, we went through this and we kind of talked about like, well, what are the pros and cons and how do you see this working for you? Now, this person happens progress to photo. be. Oh, Every a day. progress photo. Interesting. Which I think yeah. is interesting because it really borders on the controversial before and after picture. Mm. Um, anyway. Okay. Whatever. Um, so this person happens to be on a very specific diet because of a metabolic disorder. It's something this person can't control. They have to be on a very rigid and regimented, um, eating plan. So they're like, yeah, this, this isn't gonna, like, <laughs> I'm not going to change this part, you know, but right. there are some things I can pay attention to a little better or, you know, commit to doing a little better in this realm, like in the mm-hmm. nutrition and eating realm. So we talked about some options there. We talked about what does the exercise piece look like? Well, it could be yoga. It could even be like meditation. It could be walking. It could be like low level activity. So you're not just like drilling yourself hard. Mm-hmm. You know, what about the water drinking thing? Well, You know, I mean, we just talked about all of these different concepts and how flexibility comes into play and some of the, what if, well, what if you find yourself really tired when you're supposed to do this other 45 minute workout? What Mm -hmm. if, you know, all of these other things, what if you didn't hit this like certain dietary, um, you know, specific that you need to do for your metabolic disorder. And it's nine o'clock at night and you realize that, and now you're having to like come up with a way, like, you know, what do you do in those Mm -hmm. scenarios? So we just had this very good conversation around committing to a change or a challenge, but with some kind of guardrails on how can I navigate this in a way that will work for me, I can still learn from it because this person wanted that mental kind of commitment challenge because 75 Mm -hmm. hard is, that's like what they talk about is this is like more of a mental commitment than, you know, anything physically hard you're going to do. But I found it to be a really interesting conversation where 
still wanting to engage in something new and different and challenging mm-hmm. in the new year, but also approaching it with a little more balance and maybe yeah. even some caution. Yeah. Well, and I think there's, you know, it's, it's it can be a fine line. And I think it's, I think it's a fine line for all of us. And, but the, where that fine line lands is different for all of us, you know, because I, I think there are some benefits for very clear cut, um, goals or strategies. I, I mean, I think when we have very defined, um, you know, things we're trying to do, it helps us out. But when those clearly defined things are very rigid, well, then that can be, you know, a hindrance. Um, it can certainly play into the idea of like, well, if I, if I'm not perfectly following these things and I'm just screwing the whole thing up and can really, um, work against, um, allowing yourself the grace to just be a human in the world where there's a million factors every day that can screw everything up. Right. And if we, if we can't allow ourselves to pivot and adapt or bend and flex the things that we have established, well, okay. Then I, I don't know what we're doing. Like we're just, we're just doing the same thing that we've always done where we're trying to do, you know, trying to quote unquote, get healthier, but really we're just reinforcing this idea that if I'm not perfect, I'm wasting my time. And so I I think just kind of piggyback on what you're saying, like I'm all for clear cut stuff. In fact, usually with most of my clients, we have some very clear cut, very specific um, things that we're working on and exactly what that looks like, exactly how we'll know if we're making progress on it or not, if we're consistent. But it's also like, if they don't do that, it's not like, oh, well, good job, piece of shit. You know, like, why don't you get your shit together? You know, it's like, okay, so that, that didn't work out. So maybe this isn't a, is this not a good strategy right now? Is it still a good strategy? There's just some things we need to work around when life happens is, is, are you struggling just kind of mentally wrapping your head around how to line that out? Right. Like we have to be able to bend and flex and, and step back and look at these things a little bit, if we're going to have any kind of um, progress with them. So I get the poll for very specific things like that. I mean, there's a million different programs out there, right. That are very specific. And I understand the poll. It's clear. It's like, here's exactly what you do. Very clear cut. Awesome. That's great. Uh, but if the only option is to do very clear cut or feel like you're failing, then we're, we're approaching this and in, in a pretty unhealthy way, that's not going to last very long. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, as somebody who, spends a lot of time just thinking about and planning for and kind of ruminating on things. Um, call it anxiety, whatever it, you know, <laughs> sure we could name it. Blessing but, and a curse, um, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, then I happen to be very prepared for things. Whoops. Mm-hmm. I'm flipping my earbuds all over the place. Let's just um, turn it down a little bit. Okay? I have I know She's I'm getting, getting so see? angry. She's getting throwing all... things. <laughs> I happen to be very prepared for things, but I also, I am starting to recognize when that kind of behavior doesn't serve me. Mm -hmm. So something else I've been talking to people about is if you are going to spend all of this energy worrying about, you know, I'm not as fit as I want to be, or I'm not, you know setting boundaries around work obligations the way I want to, or I'm not getting the sleep that I think I need. Any of these things that people come and, you know, we talk Mm -hmm. about in our sessions. I'm like, the energy you're spending, like worrying about it, planning for what you're going to do different, like all of that energy, put it toward something actionable 
that yeah. you can that you can actually do and we've talked about this in numerous episodes setting goals that are sustainable to you we've talked about um i just looked up episode 13 motivation versus momentum that's an mm-hmm. oldie but a goodie go listen to that yeah. one where people are kind of waiting for that moment for them to just be mm-hmm. like all right i'm going to do it all right now i'm going to just mm-hmm. you know well that moment might come you're going to spend a lot of energy worrying about and thinking about that moment before it arrives. So wasting a lot of time waiting for it. Totally. Totally. Wondering when it's going to hit, when is this finally going to land? So take some action, like do even the smallest, most insignificant thing. I love you're saying, Michael, if it's, if it's so easy, prove it. Yeah. Like if it's so easy and small, do that thing. Yeah. Well, and I, I just think that like, you know, part of like what Aaron was saying at the beginning of like kind of our spin on revolution, not being this big explosive thing, right? Like that's our revolution on the word revolution, I guess, is like, I, I think so often we feel like, I mean, particularly at the new year, but even just in general, like when we're, you know, going to lose weight or make changes to our health or our lifestyle or whatever, it's like, it's got to be this event, right? Like it's got to be announced and it's got to be, you know, like, you know, the whole thing from start to finish and everything. And it's just like this whole big thing. And I, I think oftentimes the people that I've worked with that have been the most successful is it doesn't have to be sexy. It doesn't have to be big and large and grand and a lot, you know, it's often just like, you know what, I'm just making a daily dedication and commitment to doing what I can to steer this ship in a different direction, right? To try to over time, overhaul my habits, become aware of the ways that I, you know, kind of like unknowingly, intentionally put a stick in my spokes and, you know, flip myself off my bike and, you know, and, and and the ways that I, you know, struggle with getting back on track and beginning to understand those stories and And I think oftentimes it's the people who are most successful is when it's just like, you know what, I'm just, I'm ready to do something different and it's not going to be some huge, grand, big thing. Um, It's just going to be a daily commitment to doing what I can, when I can to slowly over time, you know, become a healthier person. And, and I think that approach a lot of times it's, it's, like, I get it. How do you sell that? Right. You don't see that approach on magazine covers or on, you know, products or, you know, like it's, it's not sexy at all, Mm-mm. you know, but that's also kind of the point is like, this isn't supposed to be a slick, well-marketed thing that you buy into. It's supposed to be something you're just like, you know what, I just want to get better at caring for myself and taking care of myself physically, mentally, and emotionally, and just become a healthier person because I'm worth it. Like that's the slick marketing, (laughs) you know, and it's not, but it's, I think that's where success often lies. God, isn't it hard though, to, to really believe that you're worth the time, the intention, the effort. I, I have had this conversation with so many clients and I have experienced this phenomenon myself that it's, 
easier for a lot of people, especially if you're a giving, pleasing kind of personality, Mm -hmm. it's way easier to take care of other people. And I'm not just talking about taking care of your kids or your spouse. I'm talking about saying yes to shit that you don't have time to do or Mm -hmm. suddenly offering up your you know, weekend or afternoon time or whatever that you've set aside and said, I'm going to do this for myself. And then suddenly something comes along that you're like, oh no, yeah, I can, I can take care of this for you or I can be there. Like, I think some people get a lot of fulfillment being that kind of person. Mm -hmm. But what I always tell them is this world needs you. (laughs) this world needs you look at how much you do for other people Mm -hmm. and I get that it brings you a lot of joy and fulfillment and that is you and that's like a beautiful thing we could use more people in the world that do that and in order for you to keep showing up this way you have to take care of yourself you have to you have to set some time aside to take care of the things that that bring you into the right. world in that capacity. Like you've said before, you can't pour from an empty cup. Yep. So what can you do to fill up your cup? And that's where like, then we have this whole conversation around boundaries and it comes full circle into why you're here to work with me in the first place, which is I need to take care of myself. I need to take better care of my physical health. I need to eat better, sleep better, mm-hmm. move my body, whatever it is. We come full circle into time management, setting boundaries, um, managing emotions, speaking your needs. I mean, these Mm -hmm. are like pretty big concepts, which brings us all the way back to how do you do that deep work and the hard long-term work instead of just saying, oh, I'm going to do the whole 30 and it tells me exactly what to do. And I know I'm doing it right. And that's the end of it. Well, it's not the end of it because chances are you're going to fall off the wagon or it's going to get boring or you're going to hate it anyway. Or even if you do it well, it's like, well, then what? You know, like, yeah. well, where's okay. the end game? Right. So let's say it, it, it goes fantastically. Right. <clears throat> and, and let's, let's play make believe. And there's no, like, there's no negative outcome of these very strict, rigid <laughs> rules. Right. And physically, <laughs> mentally, emotionally, it's all super healthy. Let's, let's just, let's pretend. Okay. But then what, like after that, then is this what you do for the rest of your life? You know, like, is this what you do forever? Is this how you, you live in such a small box of experiences, right? Like not just food, but like socially too, because that's the thing that we don't often talk about when we take on, you know, something like whole 30 or 75 hard or whatever. Like, it's not just about what you're doing personally. It also impacts your ability to engage with others, right? Because it's hard to like do whole 30 and go to a birthday party. Mm-hmm. right or celebrate you know a friend's i don't know a promotion or have people over like it, it it creates such a small box of what you can do you know because well gosh i i can't i can't be around these foods and constantly tempted by these things when i have to live within these very restrict rigid rules you know and so like it's it's a it sounds silly i think a lot of times but it's a really important question like what's next what's after mm-hmm. that and to me, and, you know, I'm not going to speak for Aaron, but I'm going to speak for Aaron because I'm sure she feels the same way. Um, <laughs> you know me, we've spent a thousand minutes <laughs> yeah, together or I, just in the I last know, right? year. A thousand minutes. I know. 
Well, even more, because, you know, we usually bullshit for a while before we hit record. Exactly. Or, yeah. <laughs> um, but like, it's, to me, it's like, if, if you can't see doing the things we're doing, like, in a year and two years and 10 years and 20 years, then why are we doing them? Mm-hmm. Right. And there's probably some holes in that thinking, but I think the holes are anything we're doing has built into it. Like you got to pivot and adapt. Right. So maybe it's not that specific thing, but it's pursuing health and the way we're pursuing it with the caveat that when things change, we can adapt too. if, if, if you can't see following these very specific rules and regulations and guidelines, um, like for a year or two years or five years or 10 years, like really, what are we doing? Why are we building into our lives such stringent and strict regulations if we can't live within those forever? Like, what is the point? And and I think that's something that diet culture has done a really good job of is it's it's reduced you to just like this moment, right? And like it, all that matters is that you like punish and starve and work your body to look a specific way for right now and past that. Don't even think about that. Like, why would you think about that? Just make it so you're here now, you know? And, and I think that's why there's so much like, um, this, that kind of yo-yo approach, right? Like just from one extreme to the other is because like we, we often get to a place where, Ooh, I like my body, right. It weighs that what I want it to weigh. It looks like I want it to look, it's the shape I want it to be, whatever. And then a year later, like it's not that anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's because the things that we're doing are unsustainable. And if they're unsustainable, then why in the hell are we doing them? Mm-hmm. You know, like if we don't look at these things right from the start, from like when we're deciding what we will do, and thinking, what's the long game with these? How long can I really do this? I think we're missing one of the most, if not the most critical pieces to this whole thing. Yeah. And it's it's tricky to boil down to that why, like that deeper mm-hmm. why am I doing this? And um, I'm just thinking of episode 57 I have right in front of me, immediacy versus long-term fulfillment. Mm-hmm. If you haven't heard that one, that was a very popular one. It was back in 2021, actually. But we we talk about this entire concept of how do you how how do you navigate like the things that you think you need or want right now. And completely disregard down the road what this is going to, how this might play out or what this might look like. Right. And I think it's a really hard conversation to have with yourself. I think you could do better by talking it out with somebody who knows you very well and who mm-hmm. cares about you and has been with you for a long time, you know, whether it's a spouse or a friend or a, parent or child or whatever um you know even like a a, if you have like a trainer or a coach or somebody in the health space that has been like very solid grounded you know voice for you mm-hmm. talk it out this thing that you're considering embarking on just like I did with my client just to see like well what are some possibilities I mean I felt very honored that she came to me with that yeah. kind of discussion because it, it really, it showed me that like, Hey, they value my opinion, but then it's also like, 
we can at least talk about this in a very objective kind of way and sort of remove, because the problem with analyzing it yourself is that your emotions are wrapped up in that decision. It's all driven by whatever you're feeling about yourself, whatever your, whatever control or lack of control you're feeling about your life right now. I have clients that are, you know, kind of suffering from like the winter blues and they have life changes that are interfering with, you know, and causing these emotional responses. And honestly, a lot of times when we're afraid to really confront those icky feeling emotions, we'll divert and go to something else, which mm-hmm. diet culture has capitalized on. And it ends up being change your body. You'll be happier mm-hmm. if you change your body. Here's an easy way. Buy this thing, take these mm-hmm. pills, get on this diet, read this book, whatever it is. And I think that is the crux of a lot of this is avoiding some of these harder life things. And yeah this harder work that we've been talking about and going to this immediacy of, well, but if I just do this thing now, I will lose weight. I will be happier. Like you start kind of playing out in your mind, how this, this Mm -hmm. rosy picture of what it, what it's going to be like, but you're (laughs) not being realistic if it's all rosy and you're not addressing like some of the negative and the long-term outcomes of this. Right. Yeah. Well, it's, I think we said on this before, it's like, you know, happiness is an inside job, right? Like there's yeah. no, there's no changing of the external that is going to make us like truly care about ourselves. Now that doesn't mean that we may feel more comfortable or, you know, whatever we may like how we look better. I'm not saying any of that. Right. But those things like losing weight or being skinnier or having definition, you know, whatever it is those things, while they may feel good, right to you, um, maybe you feel better, maybe your body feels better. I know, you know, people who've lost 20 pounds are like, Oh, my knees don't hurt anymore. Okay, great. Awesome. That's cool. That's a good thing. But those things do not change the story you have about yourself and who you are. Right. Mm. They are a, Mm -hmm. I think a temporary thing that may feel like, oh yes, I'm happier with myself. But if you're happier with yourself because your body looks different, you're not happier with yourself. You're happier with the way your body looks. And that's not a, that's that has nothing to do with what's happened internally. Right. Now I'm not saying people can't like change the way their bodies look while doing like, you know, sure. How good work inside, but, but it's not a, it's not a direct indicator. Yeah, that's not the catalyst to get there to a happier you. Right. It doesn't mean, you know, losing weight doesn't mean I'm a happier person now. And and I think that the reason we are unhappy with our bodies is usually because of something else, right? It's 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 more a story of what's going on inside and how we see ourselves and how we view ourselves within this diet culture, these big, you know, like uh, structures of beliefs that we hold individually and collectively that um, tell us who we are and aren't depending on, you know, our weight and size and shape and all that kind of stuff. And, and as long as we are operating under those, like there's no happiness to be had. I don't think, you know, it's just, it's not gonna, it's not gonna happen. And that's why it's so important that as we do work to change our health in whatever way we're doing it, that we make sure that it's also mentally and emotionally healthy too, and doesn't reinforce Mm -hmm. these things that just kind of we burrow deeper into these diet culture beliefs that that tell these false stories about our worth and value based solely on our 
or just at all on what our bodies look like. Yeah. And, and this is one of the, you know, the cornerstone, like principle number one of intuitive eating framework says reject the diet mentality mm-hmm. and whoa, <laughs> principle number one could take a big long ask. It's <laughs> a long freaking time right? to do that work. And what I have seen with some people is they learn very quickly to help other people reject the diet mentality. They listen for comments from friends. They listen for commercials or social media or whatever that has that messaging. And they're like, oh, F no, that's not. uh." But it's way harder to actually internalize that message and believe it yourself. And it's always, I mean, everything ties back to principle one. And so when you work through the framework of intuitive eating and we get through all the way through like coping with your emotions without using food, feeling your fullness, discovering satisfaction, Mm -hmm. there's all of these beautiful things that go into the practice, but they always come back to how, is that a diet mentality kind of notion? Like I'm, I've gotten pretty good at teasing that out when my clients mention something like I had a client make a reference to, um, you know, we're working on hunger and satiety and really paying attention to that. And they commented, you know, so I wasn't hungry around lunchtime. So I figured I'd take advantage of that and just, you know, wait until my body. And I was like, wait a minute, what do you mean take advantage of that? <laughs> and all of a sudden we were, they were like, oh my God, that's diet mentality. Like, <laughs> just had to, like, and if we hadn't, had this conversation and the words hadn't come out of their mouth for me Mm -hmm. to hear that, that thought would have continued to. So it's this very like nuanced kind of awareness of these things that we, it's still there. We've Mm -hmm. been working on this for a while now and those thoughts are still there. And so really going back to that, rejecting the diet mentality. And I, I brought that, I can't even remember how I got on this tangent, but hopefully just, I don't know. I don't know. We're just talking. (laughs) We're just talking now, you guys, hopefully just reiterating that there's a deeper purpose and reasoning behind the actions you take and the thoughts you have. I actually just saw this morning on Instagram, I followed this neuroscientist and she was explaining that the thoughts you have literally change your brain. Like you were neuroplasticity. I'm sure a lot of our listeners have heard of that term. It's Mm -hmm. basically like changing the pathways in your brain based on the things you tell yourself inside your own head. So you are physically changing the structure of your neural network when you have these thoughts and these Mm -hmm. comments yourself. So telling yourself, oh, I'm going to take advantage of not having an appetite right now. What is that reinforcing? What is that? What kind of like structural changes are you putting in your brain? So I think that's another piece of this is just, you know, some people might hear us talking and be like, oh, you know, sure, we can we can talk ourselves through this all day. But the reality is this is what I'm what I'm really feeling. Well, consider that what you tell yourself will lead to different feelings, will lead to a different belief system. Right. It will lead you down this path of this all this hard work that we've been talking about all morning. Yeah. Uh, an example that I've I've heard a lot is a. Uh like when a client's been sick, like had the flu. Right. And like a week later, they're like, but the plus side, I lost seven pounds. Yep. (laughs) And you're like, 
Really? Yeah, I'm really glad you were vomiting and had explosive diarrhea for five days. That's, oh, thank God it turned out like this. So you can yeah. be grateful for it. Go you know? get rehydrated and you're not going to be. Yeah, let's do it all over again. Yeah, you know? know, let's make that 14. <laughs> but oh my the, gosh. The, something I heard just recently, in fact, I was just talking to Lila about this, that I really liked was what, what you think is what you, I'm going to get this right. What you think determines how you feel and what you feel determines how you act. And I think CBT. it just, yeah, yeah CBT. it really, really, really reinforces, you know, that how I'm going to, the actions I'm going to take, the actions I'm going to like, um, or how I'm going to respond to things and react to things depends on how I feel about those things and how I feel about things determines or depends on how I think about them and what I think about my place in relation to them, right? Like if someone says this to me, what, what do I decide in my own head that that means, right? Mm -hmm. If I, if I start on a very, if I start with the, the thought that, um, I'm going to change my health, I'm, I'm doing this on the fly. So I may need a minute as I think through this, I'm going to change my health, right? Or I'm going to lose weight. And to do that, I have to like be perfect within it, right? Or I have to follow very strict rules and regulations because I can't be trusted with any kind of freedom. Mm. Well, that directly influences how you feel about yourself and your approach and food and exercise. And that directly influences how you're going to act out that attempt to be a healthier person, right? And so it it really does come down to, you know, I mean, that's the thing about diet culture is it looks at actions and tries to change those, right? And the problem with changing actions is that doesn't change feelings or thoughts. No. So we're not getting to anything beyond the surface level where yeah. it, it doesn't work backwards like that, right? Like it's 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 about what do I think about myself? What What does it mean for me to be a healthier person? And if me being a healthy person only means me being a smaller person, Okay, well, then there's only so much we can do there, right? If that's the belief we have. But if we can begin to change those beliefs about like, I have value regardless, well, then now we have a lot more options. We can feel differently about our approach and we can act differently as we're trying to overhaul and change, you know, our health. And so it really does come down to, you know, like I said earlier, it's just like, it's an inside job. And I'm not saying that, you know, like working with Aaron or I is going to be like a therapy session, you know, it's not because we're not that, but at the same time, man, it's really important that as we're trying to, you know, like eat more fruits and vegetables and build activity and exercise into a regular part of our daily and weekly routines, that we look at the thoughts and feelings that come up around those things, because yes. there's a really, really good chance that the reason we struggle with those things isn't because we just don't have what it takes or we just don't have enough discipline. It's because there are thoughts and feelings underlying that are directing us in a different direction. And until we identify, acknowledge, and address those, those actions are going to be hard to change long-term. Yep. Totally agree. And totally. I just, I just want to leave our audience with, you know, putting a little bow on it here. Uh, what Michael just said is, I mean, that's, brings us full circle to this whole conversation. How, how are we going to approach this new year a little differently? And what kind of revolution do you want to see? Mm -hmm. And I think a helpful practice is to identify your value system, like really sit down, 
put pen to paper and think about like, what are your values? My therapist actually asked me yesterday, mm -hmm. what are your top three values? And I was like, holy crap, you with the hard questions. Like, geez. And she, she's like, there's more where that came from. You think that's it? What is this? My, <laughs> my doctoral thesis or something? Jeez. <laughs> but it's, I mean, it's hard. It's hard to like really think about what yeah. are your top three? It's funny because they came to me pretty readily, but I found myself kind of, is that really a top three? Like, is there something else I'm not, but sit down with that. Mm -hmm. Just get, get your value system on paper. You don't have to share with anybody, whatever, but get clear on who you are, what you value in, in life, in yourself, in your, you know, approach to the world. Mm -hmm. And I think that can give you a lot of clarity in why, because we often get stuck in like, this is just the humdrum, what we do right. every day. And you get pulled into the, all these external sorts of engagements, sit down yeah. with yourself for a little bit and just sit with this and be like, this is the kind of person I am. These are the values I hold. This is what's important to me. I think that can do loads for providing you with some direction because mm -hmm. then you can weigh all of these external influences against your value system. How mm -hmm. does this, how does this jive? How does this conflict with my value system? How do I reconcile that? It's okay for things to, for you to have like some cognitive dissonance here where you're like, well, you know, I value this, but I kind mm -hmm. of, I'm drawn toward this action. That's part of the work that needs to mm -hmm. be done because you are the only one that has the answers to that. Yep. So 100%. sit down and do that, do that work. Um, and I think it's really great again, to be curious about when you feel these pulls toward a certain diet program or a certain new year's resolution or joining a new gym or whatever it is, signing up for a race. You know, a lot of people are like, I'm going to, you know, do this 70.3 event, whatever it is, like get curious around what, how that jives with your value system. What do you hope mm -hmm. to accomplish? How are you going to address things that come up along the way? Because they will like, mm -hmm. is this a long-term plan? You know, what's the end game? Like, yeah, play that game with yourself Yep. and let, let us know, yeah. let us know how it goes or don't, whatever you're comfortable with. <laughs> yeah. Or don't, I mean, if you want to be lame. <laughs> if you want to start out 2023 being lame don't let us know but if you want to be well, cool be one of the cool kids let us know so michael and i have plans to share some of our own revolutions um mm -hmm. in a couple weeks so Stay join tuned. us for yeah join us on I our ig uh, instagram yeah on our instagram live yeah. we're going to talk about that so all righty first mean and mundane of 2023 you want to go yes or you want me to go I do want to go because I have, I have a good one. That's um, okay. really just made my days happier. So next time I start ranting about social media and how much I hate it, remind me that it gave me the seven second goodbye. So Matt and I have a part of our love language is sending each other Instagram reels. <laughs> Even if sure. we're in the same room. Yep. Um, most, mostly it's funny cat videos and animal videos mm -hmm. and cooking, but there's some other things that we'll send. He sent me one several weeks ago. That was the seven second goodbye. And it was this couple that was like, we started doing the seven second goodbye. And most of the time it's silly. Like they give each other, you know, kisses mm -hmm. or whatever, but 
seven seconds will never make you late for something, but it forces you to linger just a little longer. So you're not just doing mm-hmm. the like, quick peck goodbye, you know, passing each other in the room or whatever. And so Matt and I have started doing this and it's, it's been really fun because we'll, there are times when we'll say like, that's not seven seconds. You get back here, you know? <laughs> and so, but it has really, um, it's just given us that, you know, physical closeness of just like hugging each other and like being yeah. close and just breathing, taking a couple breaths together because often we are kind of like passing each other in transit or you're just like, even if you're in the same room, you sort of just get comfortable with just existing together instead of like engaging with each other. And so it's been really fun. That has been very meaningful every day, every day, every day. I like it. Yeah. I'm going to have to start implementing that because I like that a lot. You're right. Seven seconds will never make you late. Um, so mine was, uh, just a few days ago. Uh, it was it Saturday. Maybe it was after school one day last week. I don't know. Anyway. Um, Sophie, it's so it's been beautiful weather here. It's been like pretty cool in the mornings for here, like low forties, but during the day, it's like been low sixties, not a cloud in the sky, just gorgeous. Mm. Right. Like just beautiful weather. And she asked me, um, she said, daddy, can we go ride bikes and listen to Christmas music? So, oh my gosh, hopped on our bikes and on my phone, just like on Spotify, just played a Christmas list, like just playing out loud. Right. And we're just riding through our neighborhood, looking, listening to Christmas music, riding our bikes, beautiful day. And it was awesome. It was awesome. I love that. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. I was like, good idea. So like you killed it. Yeah. Good job, Sophie. You can, (laughs) you can plan my extracurricular calendar, Sophie. I know, right? (laughs) Yeah. That's great. All right. Well, Well, thanks everybody. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks everyone for a great 2022 and Mm -hmm. we are kicking off 2023 in a positive way. So we look forward to seeing more of you. Like this is a sweet spot for when people are open to new information, new ideas about being a healthier person. So like sharing middle-ish right around this time would be um, a great idea and we would really appreciate it. Send it to a friend, send them a link, you know, send them our YouTube, IG, you know, whatever. Um, let them know about what we're doing. Um, yeah. And how we could maybe help 2023 be a revolution as opposed to a squandered resolution. <laughs> Happy new year, everyone.